Hello, good morning. Welcome to Ask the Expert, a daily series from 9.30, from 8.30 to 9 a.m. to help small businesses ask any questions. You can do so in the comments or hashtag QBATE on Twitter. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Jenny Tsai. I'm the founder and CEO of Wearisma. Our software simplifies influencer marketing for businesses large and small. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. QuickBooks also have a dedicated COVID-19 information site. Just go to QuickBooks website, scroll down a little bit, and click on the big Learn More button under the header Support for You and Your Business during COVID-19. Well, um, I'd like to start off today's show um, by having a quick introduction on Wearisma and influencer marketing. So those of you out there can get some um, information, uh, hopefully useful to your day to day. Um, so I think um, quickly, uh, Wearisma is the influencer software that we provide for um, a lot of the big and small businesses to um, very much identify, evaluate the influencers that are good for their objective, and then uh, measure the outcomes so then they can find ways to improve the performances. Um, I think um, everyone out there has probably heard of the word influencer. Um, I, I just wanted to quickly qualify because there's a lot of um, uh, different ideas about what, what it represents. Uh, and, and to be honest, um, you know, yes, yes, there are influencers that are folks who uh, promote uh, products online on social media with a fee. Um, sometimes people think of them as YouTubers or um, people who take selfies. Uh, but in the end, they're much more than that. They're, they're, and they're already changing uh, the modern day marketing, helping brands really communicate uh, and, and, and change the way um, things are known to consumers um, as there are 3.5 billion um, social media users out there that's available. So think of influencers really as content creators uh, as well as subject experts with a following online. And their social followings often are very eager to learn about what they have to say, um, particularly about the subject. Um, so they can range from everyday subjects like uh, where to eat, what to eat, cooking, you know, food and drinks, family, you know, fitness. Um, it's grown very popular lately. Um, automotive, fashion, beauty, uh, but also all the way to sort of more serious subjects like accounting, uh, like energy, um, and so on. So they, they are, in a way, they are the modern day publishers. Um, and typically an individual uh, would create content either on an editorial basis or on an advertising basis as influencers. So why would you work with an influencer? Um, the basic, basic bottom line is that um, you're working with an influencer or that better yet, a community of influencers so that you can uh, get uh, a community uh, that, that firmly sits um, you know, and, 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 and provide uh, helpful reviews and endorsement uh, for, your, for your business. Um, so this is something whereby uh, if you can build a community, a critical mass of them to discuss and showcase um, your product, your services, uh, you can really drive word of mouth. And, and uh, that's one of the sort of big goals. Obviously, for each of the 
campaigns or each of the outreach effort that you do, um, there could be different kinds of objectives, ranging from increasing awareness, driving buzz, increasing consideration, increasing traffic, whether it's to your e-commerce site or you know, footfall to your store, increased conversion, or simply just to have them create really beautiful content uh, for your social media channels, for your newsletters, and so on. So these are all the different kind of objectives that brands are um, leveraging influencer for. Um, and so, so it's quite important when you work with influencers to select them based on the objectives that you have in mind. So simply, if you haven't worked with influencers in the past, what are what are, what are some steps? Um, it's very simply one: identify those who fit your objective. So the ones I outlined, what what would you like them to do? And because of that, what kind of criteria would you evaluate them on? For example, do they need to be in your location? Do they, do they do do they need to have a certain kind of audience? Um, do they need to have um, any kind of subject matter expertise uh, that your target audience is interested in? And all that kind of identification process is really important for you to build that. And then you would research it. And then you would uh, then, um, you know, using such as the software that we provide, as well as, you know, other online research um, to really understand if um, the influencers that you would be reaching out to, uh, you are considering reaching out to, would be able to fit your goal. Then simply step two, uh, reach out to them and build a relationship. What is really, really important is to know that um, influencers, just like uh, your customers, your colleagues, they're people. So, you know, Talk to them in the same way that uh, that you would um, to to build a relationship, to build a community. Tell them your stories. Tell them what you were trying to achieve, um, and uh, the way you work with them could be in the form of um, simply um, providing them with your goods and services for review, uh, or you can invite them to come by your um, for an event um, for various things. So. Um, just to give you a case study, so um, for example, one of our clients, um, they are um, fairly new in the beauty space, and they, um, you know, have a they have a shop here uh, in London, uh, but they also have an e-commerce store uh, as well. They, they started uh, uh, distributing um, in the likes of, of uh, you know, Boots, M&S, etc. So to get the words out from the very, very early days, they basically built an incredible influencer community group. And by, by um, reaching out to a lot of the influencers actually are not the ones that are super big, that are sort of already have an agent uh, with their teams. They're basically massively researching um, individuals who are quite a, what they call, you know, micro influencers or small influencers, but who very much really love the kind of product that they, that they're building. So, you know, they're building things with, um, with some environmental angles and with various things. So they basically very much research influencers who have that interest um, and who can really uh, align with their brands to talk to um, their their followers. Um, and they basically gifted about, I, I would say, um, 200 influencers um, on, a, on a sort of quarterly basis, but ongoing. So they don't just send um, the gift and then, um, and then you know, never hear from them again. Um, so basically, it's something whereby you can, um, you can, you can do that. And the, the 
uh, great thing is they're now five years into their influencer programs. And a lot of the influencers that they nurture and have identified who are small are in fact massive right now. So, um, and the influencers, of course, because of a relationship, um, whilst the influencer may be uh, working with other much bigger brands on a commercial basis, um, they basically are um, continue to talk about this brand um, oftentimes um, completely on the editorial side. So, you know, purely on the review side, which which has garnered a massive amount of their, their clientele. And uh, the, yeah, they basically said... Um, you know, really their brand was built by influencers. So just a, just a case study for you, um, and hopefully it's helpful. Um, I'm seeing now the questions are coming in. Um, so Heidi from Twitter mentioned, um, hi, Jenny, would influencer marketing work for smaller brands with less budget? Um, that's a very good question, and we often get asked this quite a lot. Um, the answer is absolutely yes. Um, I think one way you can think about it is if you are a smaller brand, um, you know, when you look at a lot of the the marketing channels that are there, um, of course, um, there are, you know, um, channels that potentially could cost quite a lot um, as far as, as sort of traditional media is concerned. And then on the digital side, of course, you can do that. But the, the beauty of the influencer marketing is you can, you can do as much or as little as you wish. So in terms of budget, you could look at what product and services you do and think about ways where potentially you could reach out to influencer um, that does not involve necessarily paying on a per post basis. Um, so what you're thinking is, okay, so for example, if I was a beauty brand and I have a lot of mascaras um, and I'm thinking about, I'm creating in a particular fashion and I'm a sole founder, I'm a small business, um, I can go and find out influencer who will be interested in potentially looking at this and then grow with the influencers. It may be that you work with, you know, um, you gift a hundred influencers, look at the ones that really appreciate your product. Um, and then gradually you can then turn that into um, a more paid relationship over time. If you see that some influencers are in fact able to uh, resonate particularly well between your product and their audience. So I would say test this um, and then gradually hone in um, to the paid partnership um, and don't start necessarily with the paid partnership from day one. Um, I also see another question from Charlie. We're a small business looking at ramping up marketing and looking to work with micro influencers. How do you think this could work for our business as we are an independent sunglasses company? I think that's a really good um that's a really good way on, on the sunglasses front, um, really, um, is that, um, again, I would, um, similar to the previous question, uh, recommend um, that um, you could think about um, how you could identify micro-influencers um, on a database, um, such as um, the one that, that we have, um, that um, look at influencers based on, um, I would say, three things. One is audience. So does the does the audience sort of um, work, whether it's gender, whether it's location, um, suits your brand? Um, the second one is their track record. You would look at potentially has um, any influencers potentially worn um, sunglasses in the past, you know, with a lot of um, 
posts um, that potentially allude to their followers are really interested in, um, you know, um, all the content that they created with regard to your product. And when they do that, what was the engagement rate? Um, are they are the audience more engaged or the audience actually less engaged compared to their average? Um, and then the final one is to look at the aesthetic to see whether the influencer is very close to your brand. So um, I would say if you identify, um, you know, a number of influencers, depends on your your time, uh, reach out to 20, 50 influencers, um, send them the sunglasses if you can, or um, speak with them somehow to see how else you can work with them. And if they can actually... Um, review the sunglasses um, and, and so on, um, you can potentially see out of that what proportion of them actually um, ended up creating something as a starting relationship um, with, with you and then gradually turn that into more of a, uh, an ongoing um, partnership if, um, if the review works well. So I would say reach out to them um, and be um, open to, to building an ongoing relationship with them. Holly from Twitter, when I think of an influencer, I think of somebody on Instagram with a lot of followers. What exactly is an influencer and what are the different variations? Um, yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, I think um, I think because of the, the term being so oftenly used in so many contexts, um, definitely a group of them are what I would call um social sort of your traditional social influencers so people with a lot of followings and then they typically talk about um their lifestyles um and kind of showcase kind of what goes on in there um but how i would define an influencer is someone who um has a particular influence around a certain domain a certain subject matter so um from um, what we can see you see a lot of um a lot of individuals who have very strong influence, but potentially over a, a smaller group of individuals. So, for example, someone who could be a triathlon athlete uh, who documents every single triathlon race. Um, so even if this person only has, say, um, 700 to 1,000 followers, but all of them are triathlon athletes, uh, or they're, they're just very avid runners, um, then if you are a sneaker company, this person should absolutely be an influencer that you consider. Um, and then you also have um, uh, other influencer types, such as um, those that are sort of subject matter expert, so who uh, may not necessarily even have a lot of following, but you know their followings are just also subject matters themselves. Um, and they essentially form a community where they talk a lot about specialist subjects. So we actually see a lot of um, influencers on in the areas of sustainability, for example, um, in the area of accounting, on which laws have changed, for example. So it really is a wide array um, of, of group. Um, and then, of course, you have sort of content creator side of influencers. So you have beautiful sort of photography that are created, uh, beautiful video, very artsy kind of influencers um, who, you know, really, really create amazing content. Um, so that's what I would say are the different groups of influencers. Hope that helps. Um, Alana from Twitter. Hi, Jenny. I am wanting to become an influencer as I'm gradually building my following. How do you see micro-influencers developing over the next year or so? Um, Alana, I think this is a really great time um, as um, 
as 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 any, but in particular, um, we are seeing that um, there is a there is kind of a uh, um, there is there is kind of an attention um, shift um, for. Uh, people watch large influencers for certain things and micro influencers for others. We've spoken to actually a lot of the the consumers, um, and people are very um, people people can follow or unfollow very easily, right? It's very much like if this is my feed, I can create my feed how I would like. Um, and therefore, my advice is um, if you are looking to build on uh, and to be a micro um, influencer. Um, I can see that um, if you can choose um, what you what you stand for and the content you create, and if the content really speak out to a group of uh, individuals, uh, a community, then um, it could actually in in the brand's eyes, that's actually way better than a, a generalist who talks about everything and then you know trying to please everyone. So um, to give you an example, um, we have food influencers um, who very much, and this is actually quite an interesting trend during the COVID time, uh, who very very much focus on um, everything vegan. Um, and the vegan um, related hashtag is is actually growing massively within the influencer realm, um, and you can see a massive followings um, of of people looking for vegan recipes, you know, anything related. And from there, you can actually find out which aspect of it, um, which can actually start building up your following there, and then gradually kind of build it up larger and larger. And that means that for a lot of the brands, they actually would prefer to work with influencers that are better suited for what they do and you know for influencers who are truly passionate about their positioning about you know what they're trying to accomplish together um, and um, and in the end you can basically carve out an area that you can really own so i hope that's um, helpful and, and good luck i also see a question from cara good morning jenny our small business has hit the reset button and we're developing a refreshed strategy coming out of COVID. The strategy includes introducing influencers to promote our brand. What success measures should we be monitoring that will tell us that paying an influencer is worthwhile? Uh, yes, that's very help. Uh, that's a very good question. And we get asked of that quite a lot. Um, so I, Again, I would go back to objective. So if you are looking at, uh, if, there, if you have a, um, an e-commerce website or if you have um, a particular sort of conversions that you're trying to drive, um, that's one type of objective, of course. Um, if you're looking at influencers to sort of generally get your brand awareness out there, sort of, sort of more upper funnel type of things, then your measurements will be quite different. Um, generally, when it comes to measurement, um, we look at it from a, from a number of standpoints. One is um, from the influencer's endorsement, how many people are they reaching? Um, secondly, how many um, engagements did they drive? Um, so that's another measurement. Um, the the more com conversion related is what is the traffic that the influencers are able to bring, and then um, finally what you know what is the conversions influencers are able to drive for you. Um, you know it could be uh, the number of uh, you know, people adding something into basket, it could be whatever clicks and, and so on that you're looking at. So these are all the measurements that you 
really can be looking at uh, depending on um depending on your goals. There are other goals that we have also learned that our, our brands are, are looking at is, for example, how many pieces of content that they can procure that can really showcase their product in a sort of very natural way um, on their website, on their, um, on their sort of general social media channels. Um, so all, all these are all the measures that could be done. Um, what we do, for example, on the software front is that you can basically set your um, measurements that you would like to track. And what it does is it automatically checks the, the measurements and then compute um, what we call some sort of value um, that combines the sort of measurements based on your weighting. Um, so you can then basically learn, okay, if I invest X, what do I get from Y? Um, so this is the sort of... Um, um, the sort of setup that you can that you can do. Um, I also see a question from Annie. Um, Hi, influencer marketing has created a landscape and disrupted the market in the past couple of years. What is your view on the future of influencer marketing, and how do you see brands go outside the box and think about going beyond product placement and create more exciting activation? Um, very, very good question. Um, yeah, I think influencer marketing has disrupted the market in. In some ways, but also not in others. I guess I guess the the sort of general like word of mouth marketing, let's say, has been sort of as old as you know um, back you know in the analog days where people just talk to each other um, about the things they love and you know and sort of get get the words out. Um, I think what's happening over the last few years is because um, the, the 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 growth of social media users is is so 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 fast and explosive with 3.5 billion um, people able to to access anything um, I think has really changed the changed the game so I would say that uh, from the from the evolution of influencer marketing um, you're gonna see a lot more creative collaborations going on with brands so you're you're absolutely right um, it has been um, very much relating to product placement which has led to I think a lot of the the collaboration that can appear to be not as genuine and much more sort of promotional when the fit is not exactly right between what the influencer normally writes about and what the brand does. Um, so that's that's something quite important to sort out. Um, but uh, going forward, we have seen our clients work with influencers in all sorts of ways. One of the ways, for example, is actually getting influencers um, whose followers are very much the, the generations or the group that the brands want to talk to from a creative capacity. So a lot of the influencer would actually look at, you know, how, um, how a product currently potentially is showing even on other channels of the brand, thinking out loud about given what the collection or the product kind of stands for, what sort of creative things they can do together, um, and um, even providing insights into... So we, we work with a beauty brand that is actually thinking about developing hair, hair dye um, colors uh, for different communities. Um, and so they are, in fact, um, able to ask influencers who actually lead those communities or actually have a lot of audience in the communities what sort of things would actually work well. So um, I'm very optimistic about um you know, the sky's the limit. Um, we have so many wonderful creative um, people out there who really know a lot about the audience and what they're looking for and creating amazing content. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm confident that between the brands and influence, it'll work out really exciting ways to working together. Um, I see Kobe from Twitter. 
Um, amazing to see you supporting brands and influencers alike. What are the next steps and aspirations you have for Esma in the coming years? Um, I think um, I think influencers and brands um, oftentimes they are um, they are in fact small and medium sized businesses. A lot of them are large businesses, but a lot of them are are um, businesses uh, and influencers included um, with their own aspirations and with their own dreams. And I think um, what I I think for where is mine for us? Um, you know, there's nothing more we we uh, we we would want um but to really support and see how everyone um basically grow um where we um the you know we have seen over the years the brands and influencers that we work with um they've really really blossomed and and uh and 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 grown and grow and grow so i think that's that's what we love doing and we yeah we want to continue to do it um great um i i can see we have one other questions from bobby we are a small business in dog grooming, and I've found that you've shared so far today very interesting. What are the top do's and don'ts when a brand is work is to work with an influencer? Um, uh, good question. Uh, I would say the do's are definitely yes. Research what the influencer. Um, Rights and find ones that very well suits your brand in terms of ethos. You would be very proud and excited to um, work together and a sort of um, you know associate your brand and the influencers um, together uh, and really research that the audience that the content fits what you're trying to do. Um, another do is really really uh, think about influencers not necessarily not as a not as a transaction. They're really people. And if they're really on board on what you're trying to achieve, they would be really fantastically helpful um, to you. We have seen such amazing relationships that blossomed over the years. Um, just really reach out to them um, just like just like anyone. The don'ts are, I would say, be really controlling in the relationship where you would say, please do this and write this uh, you know, here's your caption. Um, just do exactly that. I want this angle. Um, they are the expert. They create amazing content. They know how to talk to their audience. So let them do the job um, and, and and really leave it to them. So I would say give them freedom. Maybe if there's things that you definitely don't want them to do, just, just maybe draw the line somewhere, but give them maximum creativity if you can. Um, that's, what, that, that's what I would say. Um, Great. Um, I think I have a cue um, to to start wrapping up. Um, but if you have any um, other questions, feel free to to reach us. Um, so any questions? Um, yeah, get in touch with QuickBooks support team on Facebook or myself um, on hello at warismod.com. Uh, coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Ariona who is a chartered certificate accountant and managing director of Majors Account, which has been nominated uh, for Independent Firm of the Year, Greater Linden, by the British Accountancy Awards. Ariona has also been nominated for three awards for the Women in Accounting and Finance Awards in 2020. So don't miss the opportunity to get free business advice from a cloud-based growth accountant. And finally, a reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountant and business experts are on hand 24-7. And thank you all very much and stay safe. <laughs>